cell phone bills become a hot election topic. I'm Marco Perry. Welcome to the Perry Platform. The outrageous prices of cell phone bills in Canada have started to get some attention this election. The NDP and the Liberal parties are both trying to incorporate solutions into their platform, and I honestly expect everyone to do the same. Right now, the Liberals are promising to cut cell phone bills by 25%. Before I dive into how they propose going about that, I want to go over the telecom industry in Canada. Understanding the organization will help us get at the core issues here. So, to begin with, to the naked eye, it may seem like we have a lot of choices. We have Kudo, Virgin Mobile, Fido, Telus, Public Mobile, Rogers, Bell. Well, that's all an illusion. There are really three players who control the vast majority of the market and some small competitors who are trying to chip away tiny pieces. The kings of Canada's telecom industry are Rogers, Bell, and Telus. Collectively, they own over 90% of the market. What about Kudo and the other ones I mentioned? The big three owns them. Fido and Chatter are owned by Rogers. Telus owns Kudo and Public Mobile. Bell owns Virgin and Lucky Mobile. All of your money gets siphoned back to the parent company. Some may wonder, well, there's still three companies there, so it's not a monopoly. Competition should theoretically solve the issues. Now typically it would, but that's contingent on the companies actually competing with each other. The market is more akin to an oligopoly. There's a few dominant players, and they realized one day, hey, why try to kill each other? We can limit competition and all enjoy extreme profits. Live and let live. Of course, we will have promos from time to time, but the reality is, there is an unspoken, or maybe sometimes spoken, pact between them. It's really a light form of collusion that's hard to prove. They have these mutually agreed upon categories among the big three, Rogers, Bell, and Telus. For example, they'll say, six gigabytes of data plus text and talk will run somebody about 60 to $75. You can price within that range and we'll all be cool. And even in their subsidiaries, there's a trend there. Kudo, Virgin Mobile, they price extremely similar to each other, and it's the same concept here. There's a range, and you price freely within that, but you never go too far below or too far above, because if you do, you break the natural balance and introduce competition. This whole collusion thing is hard to get companies charged with, because first of all, in the case of Bell, Rogers, and Telus, they have a massive amount of money, and they buy off politicians on the regular. They have lobbyists who influence things, and even on top of that, there really isn't much evidence, like a written document, something verbally spoken that was recorded. It's more so as I mentioned before, just these unspoken rules that they follow, and when they get pressed on it, they really just play dumb. You can take gas stations as another example. They could try to continuously undercut each other, but instead, all these stations within an area will price around the same cost, aside from these small independent ones who will price below. It gives tremendous benefits to the corporations while hindering consumers. The next question is, why don't more companies enter the telecom market? The answer is, the barriers to entry are tremendous. To operate within this field, you will need to get access to wireless spectrums. The government auctions these bands off to companies, and typically, the highest bidder will win. Then, the company will own that wave for a set duration. If giants like Rogers and Bell are bidding, you can guarantee independents are not going to win anything. If magically, somebody comes along with that much capital to actually press these companies, I would imagine that Rogers, Bell, and Telus would do everything they can to make things extra difficult for them. 
They do not want more players in the market. If you lose the auction, but still want to use the networks like Freedom Mobile, then the big three will have to pay them to borrow the service. The system is set up to reward those who are already successful. There's not much competition enabling happening here. Now I get to my final point. This may be the most damning of them all. What else does Bell and Rogers own? Well, Bell owns CTV and CP24. City TV and Omni are owned by Rogers. Global was once owned by Shaw, the company that also holds Freedom Mobile. I believe Chorus has it now. Those are some of the most popular media outlets in Canada and they're at the mercy of the telecom industry. How often do their corporate agendas get mixed into the news? If politicians don't support them, what happens to their coverage? Maybe a lot of blackface articles. Why did we let an entire industry take over our popular media channels? All very good questions. So what's the solution to this mess? First we recognize that we are getting robbed when compared to global rates. Even America has it better. There's clearly an issue and something has to be done. The liberals have come forward and stated that they will lower plans by 25%. They want to do this by supposedly opening up more competition in the market. That's really the easy answer though. More competition. What does that mean though? For example, there's a difference between growing Canadian companies to compete versus importing American giants into the market. If we allow more Canadian-owned facilities to grow, we establish Canadian corporations that can pour value back into the country. If we simply allow something like Verizon to cross over the border, the profits all flow back to America. It also weakens Canada as we will now have to rely on American technology and American companies. If there is ever a problem between us, that's a bargaining chip. Suppose they threaten to block us from their networks for an issue that we have. Can Canada afford to have a portion of their citizens without cell service? In 2019, there will be a full-on rebellion on the Canadian government's hands. People will be rioting in the streets and they'd be causing a ruckus. Maybe rightfully so. Cell phones are so important to business, social life, and just the everyday lifestyle that we are accustomed to in today's day and age. Having that as a bargaining chip to a foreign power does not seem like a smart thing to do. It's a headache and a liability, but at the same time I can see why it is appealing to politicians. It's easy. It does not take much work on their behalf. They don't have to find ways to change regulations. They don't have to find ways to stir up competition. Just open the borders and let the American giants in. They can compete with Rogers and Bell. They have the capital and they will bring competition. But we shouldn't be looking for the easy way out. We need the best solution. Canadian owned is really the only way to go about this. We also have this emerging trend of 5G popping up. Previously, we had deals with Huawei, and we've seen how that turned out. Trying to rely on foreign companies and governments to get things done in Canada isn't what we should be doing right now. The bottom line here is that the source of the competition matters. You can't just say we're going to bring in competition because that can come in a variety of forms. So back to my previous point. How do we get more Canadian competitors? The key lies back to those network auctions. If they don't change the policies there, companies can't even offer telephone services because they will lack the assets to do so. They'll have to rent them off Bell and & Rogers, and those companies are not too keen to allow competitors into the markets. Our goal is not in line with the corporations, so we have to change the rules a little bit. Maybe they need to set aside a portion of those waves for startups. Maybe some for lower net worth companies. 
Maybe they also have to cap how much the big three can bid or how much they can own. It's also possible they need to revamp the entire process to something entirely different. There's a lot of ways to go about this, but the conversation hasn't been had at this deep level. And that's one of my issues with politicians. It's so surface level and never really gets to the crux of anything. Okay, we identified the problem, cell phone bills, what are we going to do? Competition. Okay, expand a little bit more. I want to hear more about your plans and maybe they have the details written in their thousand page liberal document or conservative document, but the average citizen is not going to read that. The info has to be more accessible. That's why I think we need more conversations with politicians. It can't just be these small sound bites because it sounds good, but the, what really matters is how they go about doing it. Now let's do some math. Let's say that the average cell phone plan costs $60. And I'm fully aware that most people probably spend more than that. I just want to be a little bit generous right now. Every year that adds up to $720. If we cut that by 25%, as proposed by the liberals, we can save $180. Then when you think about it from the family standpoint, you times that by about 3 to 5, or however many people are part of the family with a cell phone plan, and that's a pretty valid savings to be having. The goal in the future should also be to bring those costs even lower. 25% is merely a starting point. I think we can cut these plans by 50 to 60 to 75%. The companies can still make profit. Maybe 75 is too high, but at the same time, the consumers will get an amazing product. The point is there's a lot of wiggle room to be having here, especially when compared to international rates. Canada has one of the highest cell phone plan prices in the world right now. All in all, these savings can make a big difference to a lot of Canadian lives. Everyone has a cell phone regardless of their wealth. You can be poor, you can be rich, you can be middle class, and cell phone bills is likely going to be on your list of monthly expenses. It's a powerful cost savings on an expense that has artificially inflated anyways. It just makes all the sense in the world to be trying to lower that. This is an issue I think that all the parties can agree on. It's not really a partisan topic. The only reason why somebody would oppose these changes or try to say they're a bad idea or wiggle their way out of it is because the telecom industry owns them. Simply put, and that's not somebody I'd want in office. There is no reason to oppose these things. If everyone bands together and passes the proper legislation to make real change happen, this is an issue we can see evaporate within the next term. Let's hope everyone can get their act together and take action. So that's about it for today. If you enjoyed the content, be sure to leave a review and share. And you can find me on Twitter at Perry Platform. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you soon.